Welcome back to the show that keeps the rubber the right way down the whole time. O Canada RC, the podcast. Powered by Reefs RC. Reefs, maker of high quality RC products. Now it's time to flip it over to the boys with the toys who are making some noise. Hey guys, what's going on? It's Jeff, O Canada RC, the podcast. You are back in the garage and uh, I'm feeling groggy. I'm feeling tired. But you know that feeling after you've just done something really hard or you you, you achieved a goal and you're kind of gassed, but you're also on a bit of a high? Well, that's where I'm at today, man. And I uh, I really wanted to to explain why to you guys. We've got uh, some awesome content coming up on the podcast for the weekend edition here. But before we get to that, I will hopefully bemuse you with my ramblings and my learnings in RC for the week that was. So why am I feeling euphoric? Why am I so gassed? Well, as you know, The world of on-road has muscled its way into my brain and into the garage here and uh, bit the bullet and have a X-Ray T4 2019 touring car and I'm looking at it right now. And um, I went to Phoenix last night with it. Now, full disclosure, when I arrived there, um, I was not thinking I was going to run at all. My goal was to get it set up and maybe get it on the track, but a lot of I had a lot of things outstanding. Uh, didn't have a servo saver. I ordered one, uh, came in and was broken, so that was awesome. So I put a standard servo arm on it, but what as as I learned very quickly, that's a no no. You have to have a servo saver on these high speed racing servos. Shouts out to the Reefs LP two ninety nine. It, uh, we'll get to that in a minute, but man, it looks good and it works really good in the T4. So yeah, when I showed up, I had a servo mounted and that was about it. I, I had a receiver. Um, I was, uh, hoping to pick up a ESC from, uh, Bump RC, AKA Clint at Phoenix. One of the good guys that I've just met that met there, but, um, I couldn't, I can't even imagine going in expecting all the stuff that the guys pulled in to help me out with. So there were maybe 10 guys at the track. We were uh, a lot of guys running x-rays, um, a few automatics, and a lot of really cool t- Tamiya rigs, TTO2s, the T, the one I think it is, which is the new rig that uh, has been making the rounds at Phoenix. And I went over and found... Uh, found bump clint art clint and uh his handles bump rc on instagram if you're interested and uh yeah so we we settled on the esc and first step he he took a one over at it and he said okay first what you got to do is you got to get your leads on and get your motor your motor wire soldered on so i sat down got to soldering uh but before that shouts out to philip brought me over some battery leads some bullets just threw them at me said here you go i'm like dude i gotta give you something for these he's like no don't worry about it i'm like are you sure anyways this is this is the kind this is the ilk of guy that you're dealing with at phoenix man because that's how everybody is and i'm not even kidding everybody at this track is 
so generous and so helpful. It's not even funny. Um, I've said it before. I'll say it again. This is, uh, this is a, uh, expensive hobby and, um, you know, it's, it's, it's great when you can help and when others help you. So got those bullets soldered on, did a great job. I'm going to pat on back to me. Hold on. I don't know if you heard that. That was me patting myself on the back. Did a good job soldering the motor leads on. Really solid, solid, shiny uh, joints. I was really happy. But that was just the beginning of the journey. Uh, went over, proud as a peacock. Saw my man Clint, said, all right, man, what's up next? And he's looking at it and he's going, what the hell kind of opinion do you have on here? So I was running a 150, uh, 100 um, spur and 50 pinion. He's like, that's too big. So I think we dropped it down to a 45, 46. So he hooked me up with a pinion gear, threw it at me. And actually, I need to follow up with him because I'm not sure that I don't owe him some cash for that too. But um, Clint, if you're listening, man, let me know because I'm happy to pay you for that pinion. Um, obviously, wouldn't have gotten as far as I did last night without it. So we worked it out. Uh, he supported me in a bunch of things. Um, bought a servo saver off of him. George came over. George is a team x-ray driver. Man, super knowledgeable. Guy's been doing it for like, I think he told me since he was 15. Um, so that's awesome when you have a guy like that just buzzing around, throwing parts over, a shim here, you know, a servo arm there, showing me the angle, telling me what to do on that, how to set it up. But not in a way that was like, Dude, what are you doing? Don't you know what you're doing? Obviously, I didn't. He was, they were all extremely helpful and joking with me the whole time. Yeah, so then we get to that point. Everything's wired up. Everything's looking good to go. Uh, ESC's in there. Oh, yeah, again, another thing. I didn't have a sensor wire. The motor that I had didn't come with it. And it was used. And I got one thrown at me again. Um, Again, to the man who sent me, who gave me the the sensor wire. You know who you are. Let me know what the tab is. Buddy, I got you. Because, again, it was a huge help. So, we get the battery charged up. We get it in the rig. And the guys are waiting for me. So, now I've realized that I haven't brought my transponder with me, which... I felt like a noob, I gotta be honest, and I was kind of annoyed because I really wanted to see improvement. That's, for me, racing and being on a track, that's the big thing, is I like to compete against myself and hear the times. Didn't have my transponder, so that wasn't happening, but that's okay. So I pick up the rig, and I proceed to pick it up by the car stand, drop it flat on the ground, whole car, Top of the hood on the old body. Thank God it wasn't the body that Clint let me use because that was his body. And I don't think I'd be recording this podcast right now because I'd probably be in the hospital. (laughs) The body I had on was an older body. Uh, Actually didn't work because it wasn't low profile enough and it was rubbing on the carpet. So once we picked up the car and dusted it off, thank God it was okay. Lesson learned there. Two hands on the rig. Make sure you got it. Not the stand underneath. Put Clint's body on. He joked with me. This was hilarious. He's like, dude, if you lose a body clip, they're five bucks each. And I laughed. And he kind of he looked at me serious, and then he laughed too. So it was, that's the kind of atmosphere I was dealing with last night. Uh, it was Clint, George, Philip. Um, 
who else can I can I give a shout out to? Fazal is it Fazal or Fazal? Um, yeah, just a lot of guys. Andrew, uh, good to meet a bunch of guys. I met Edwin for the first time. Edwin's one of the other uh, owners at the track. Needless to say, I got on carpet, and that's when the real education began. So you know, setting the car up is one thing, but then driving on road versus off road is something totally different. Super twitchy, uh, so a lot of tuning, a lot of coaching from my pit boss. Uh, you know who you are. Uh, turning down the dual rates, getting some more steer on the endpoints, but um, got it to a point where I ran a couple times and was super stoked. You know, sauced up the tires, getting smooth, getting smooth. I could feel it. It's just going to take time with the speed and uh, knowing when to kind of. It's just small movements, small increments. Because again, I mentioned this earlier, when you've got the high-speed digital servo in there, and again, that Reef's 299. Shout out. I got to shout them out. You know and I know that they support this podcast and that they spot, they're the title sponsor for this podcast right now. And uh, man, big shout out. It looks sick in there, buddy. I'm going to take some photos and send them to you. Uh, Sharif down in Ontario, California. Um, really stoked. So... Great night, all in all. Um, and if you haven't been to Phoenix again, Thursday nights, man, Tub Wars. Well, there were it was my first time for Tub Wars. Lots of different rigs, but there was enough guys there that they had, you know, two sets of quals and two mains at the end, and it was a great time. Lots of fun on the uh, on the microphone from the announcer. Shout out to Dave. Uh, did a good job announcing. Shout out to Edwin and Philip for their their job on the microphone. Uh, yeah. Good night. So what's next with this this journey? Um, we've got the extreme twister body staring at me right now and it's in its translucent glory. And uh, as I alluded to on the last podcast, my man, Toronto Leisure RC, um, will be hooking up today, hopefully, bringing that body over to him. And uh, that's James. And, uh, you know. He's going to get going on that body, man. I'm. He said he, he saw it. I showed him a picture of it last night. He said that's going to be fun to work with. And um, that's the next step. Get the body painted out. I'm fingers crossed, and there's no pressure, James, if you're listening, but fingers crossed that the body's good to go for next Thursday. I'd love to get out and, and run again. Uh, and, uh, you know, go out and actually have my car ready to go and charged up and just focus on the driving. That'll be fun. Um, yeah. We'll see where it goes from there. So that's uh, that's the lead off today here on the weekend edition. So I hope you'll stick around again. Thank you to everybody for listening. The support that you guys have shown through the podcast just by listening and sharing it and uh, some positive feedback. Keep it coming in. This weekend, it's a gear diff replacement on the TLR22T. We haven't forgotten about that. Uh, I got the metal gear diff coming from Losi, um, and hopefully we'll have some updates around off-road soon. Stick around, because beyond the musical interlude, we've got Zeke Ballinger, TLR racer. We're going to talk to him about what he's been up to this year on the circuit. And, uh, of course, on the weekend edition, my man and yours, PG Pablo Guerrero, RC Amigos, he will be joining us. He had quite an adventure this week. Let's just say slash kit. 
listen to this quick musical interlude. I hope you enjoy it. I hope it puts you in a relaxed state of mind. And I'll see you on the other side. All right, guys, welcome back to the weekend edition of O Canada RC, the podcast. Jeff here, and uh, I always get the warm and fuzzies when I can get someone on from Losi. I'm a Losi guy. I, uh, I have my 22 buggy, my two-wheel drive, and my Losi 22 4.0 stadium truck. So without further ado, let's welcome uh, Zeke Ballinger to uh, the podcast. What's going on, Zeke? Not much, man. Thank you for having me on. Hey, it's my pleasure, man. So um, you're a regional team manager with uh, Losi Racing. Um, what, does that, what does that mean? Maybe can you explain that for our listeners a little bit? Um, I think it's a, a, a two-part answer. I think, um, one, it's, it's a way for the guys on the team currently to um, have a little bit better communication and, and feel like they can reach out to either – me or any of the other guys and get answers or, or help or anything like that a little bit easier. Um, communication hasn't always been the of the team and it's something that we're really sure. focusing on. And, awesome. you know, and whether you're, you know, a brand new guy on the team or, um, you know, a full factory travel guy, um, the support should be the same and, and you should be able to get answers and help. So um, that's a big part of it. And then, um, you know, it's a lot for one person to do. Uh, Thomas has been absolutely mm. awesome. Um, mm-hmm. But to expect him to keep an eye on the entire country, is just not realistic. <laughs> uh, yeah. Realistic, And so um, by having uh, a few guys that that you, they trust to kind of keep an eye on each region and, and uh, keep a finger on what's going on, I think it I think it's better for for everybody that way. That's awesome, man. And um I mean, just as an RCS, as a gearhead myself, to hear that um, you guys have that structure for TLR and how that really must support, you know, the pros, but also how that helps grow the hobby across the United States is fantastic, right? Um, oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm up here in Canada, so uh, we it's funny. We, we, we have team drivers. We don't have nearly the amount of tracks you guys have across the states um i'd say we have more indoor because of our climate but um a lot of x-ray team drivers and things like that up here um i know one of your colleagues is ryan harris as well so if you if you listen to or watch rc on social media you'll you know ryan has done a lot of stuff it's really interesting as well so how many um how many team managers are there now? Because I, I remember seeing an announcement not too long ago where you, you, all you guys were introduced. Yeah. Um, so there's Jose. Um, that's in the kind of the California area. You got right. Luke Eunice, um, who's kind of the Northwest. Um, and then uh, myself uh, and Keevan Sharp. Uh, we're kind of the, the Rocky Mountain, Texas area and then you've got uh ryan harris um you've got Corey richardson and um uh, jeff kaufman um, nice so and then you have thomas that kind of oversees everything awesome um, and some of the some of the guys have had already been kind of doing that role 
Mm-hmm. Um, they were considered uh, TLR ambassadors in the past. Right. Um, and that was Jose um, and then Corey Richardson, who's awesome in the Midwest. And then uh, Jeff Kaufman was also doing that role up in New York. So they nice. kind of already had that, um, didn't really have the title of, you know, team manager, but um, they, they decided to go ahead and expand that this year. And, and it's been good so far. That's awesome, man. Yeah, really cool. And uh, for a lot of listeners to the podcast, uh, I, I think it'd be fair to say a dream job if they could work in the RC industry, like doing something you're doing, Zeke. So uh, kind of a cool perspective to have you on for sure. How did you, so if you've listened to the podcast before, I'm, I'm a bit of a Marvel nut as well. So I like the origin stories. So how, what's Zeke's origin story? How did you get into RC? And how did your path lead you to this today? Um, you know, I had a buddy that had been into airplanes a little bit. Um, mm. And he brought over an HPI Savage to my house one day. And I, <laughs> and I thought it was the coolest thing ever. I had never had anything uh, hobby grade um, as far as the RC goes. And we immediately went down to Hobby Town. I bought one for myself. And, you know, we used to go to the parks and bash and jump them off the skate parks and yeah. do that, do that type of thing. And, and I ran into a gentleman. Um, I didn't realize it, um, but I had known him for a good portion of my life. I actually went to school with his daughter um, and he was basically like a, a the club president. Right. And uh, helped run a track here and invited us out. And we went to a, uh, eight scale club race with our monster trucks and ran novice and that night i went home and <laughs> o- ordered an eight, eight scale buggy and um i raced eight scale for about a year year and a half or so yeah and then i ended up getting married and i actually left the hobby okay familiar uh, story familiar story mm-hmm. you yep. know because at the, at the time it was very much a hobby for me it yeah. was secondary and so i got married and um and, and that, you know, same story as, as a lot of people. Um, and then a couple of years went by and uh, unfortunately uh, we weren't together anymore. And I was kind of, kind of bored and I ended up kind of finding the hobby again. And that was about six years ago. Awesome. And ever since then, man, I just, I kind of gravitated more to the 10 scale side this time around. Cause it was a little bit easier for me. Yeah. Uh, easier to travel. You know, I can travel sure. with two OGOs and, um, it's a, it's a lot easier to go to races. And so, um, in our, our home track, more RC raceway, um, has been around for like 32 years, I believe. Wow. Now. Wow. Uh, it's, uh, if I, if I'm correct, it's the longest ran track by the original family at the original location. That's amazing. Uh, so, um, I raced with, uh, Cody Newmandal before he actually made a trip out to California uh, Dustin Evans is that's his home track, and so that's kind of where where I do most of my running and kind of gravitate towards the ten scale side. That's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. And, and the other the other day we had Nick Watlett on uh, from California, and um, I asked him the same question. And it's funny because he said <laughs> he first started uh, a buddy had a boat, an RC boat. So it's funny to hear how we all sort of saw something out, you know, whether it was a plane or a helicopter or a boat or whatever. And then, you know, a lot of you guys come back to, to, to cars, which is really cool. Um, of course he, 
kind of cut his teeth at OCRC, which everybody knows in California. Um, but it's just, I think it's fascinating to hear the stories, right? Like I don't, I'm not a team driver. I do it for the love of the hobby. I run at my local track. Um, but similar, similarly to you, right? Like um, I got married, I had kids and, you know, up here, both my kids play hockey and we're going to talk about hockey in a second, buddy. Cause I was creeping your Facebook page and I noticed something I want to bring up with you. Um, um, <laughs> awesome, man. You're welcome back to the podcast anytime. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I got away from it for a bit and now, you know, a little older, a little more, a little more time, a, a touch more disposable income and uh, getting back into it, man. And I, and I find that that's kind of a similarity for a lot of guys that are, you know, amateurs and, and trying to, just get back into the hobby, right? Yep. So um, so let's get into the hockey thing. So Colorado Avalanche. I'm going to take a guess and say that's your team. It is. Awesome. So you guys have a solid club up here. I'm a, I'm a cursed Leaf fan, have been for my whole life. And uh, if you know, you know hockey, I'm going to guess it sounds like you know it pretty well. You know that we've been hurting for a while for any yep. kind of championship. But uh, I wanted to give you a shout out because you picked up probably one of the one of my favorite players uh, for many years here in Toronto, um, Nazem Kadri, and now he's in Colorado, and he's had a total, I'd say, career turnaround. Right? Um, how do you how do you like seeing Naz in, a, in an Avalanche uh, uniform? Uh, he's a, he was a perfect fit. Yeah, uh, he's exactly what we needed. I hated hated to see Barry go. Um, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think you guys have really used him in the correct way. Um, <laughs> you know, he, he was, he was always a little bit of a, a liability on the defensive side, but yeah. Um, you know, he was a, a fan favorite and um, you know, it was always 60, 80 point guy for us. And so that was oh, huge. Yeah. But, but with uh, Kale McCarr and, and Byron oh, and yeah. Connor, Connor Timmons come in, um, if there was any spot that we could give up without hurting the team, it would be on the, on the D side. And Nas has been awesome as our yeah. second C, and uh, it took a lot of pressure off off the big line with with McKinnon to yeah to do you know they didn't have to be the guys every night um, yeah even though McKinnon usually always finds the scoring sheet it always makes a big <laughs> impact um, it was different because the other team couldn't just put all of their top stoppers against McKinnon every shift, you know, they had to worry about our second line. And um, we, it it was kind of a frustrating season for us. Um, It didn't seem like anybody could stay healthy. Mm -hmm. And we actually really lucked out with the the stoppage because of COVID and everyone got healthy and it looked like we were primed to make a big run. And uh, the series against Dallas happened. And yeah. Hey, when, when Aiden, if you're going to lose to a team that you might as well lose to one that's making it to the final. Right. So, uh, uh they play such, they play such ugly hockey. It's, <laughs> and you know, that's awesome. If, if you, if you've got 18 guys on the ice yeah. and you have eight injured of the 18 guys that should be on the ice and you still go to game seven, um, you know, it shows the team that they've built. And if we can stay healthy, I think, oh, I think yeah. we'll, we'll be a team to, to, to be a force with for a few years. And it's fun. Um, my first hockey game I ever watched yeah. was on Fox in 1996. The glowing it like, puck. It was it was a game. I think it was like game two of the Stanley okay. Cup fi- of the Stanley Cup Finals, the year that the 
abs the first year the abs were the abs um and they they had them on primetime tv so you didn't even need cable to see it and (laughs) uh we started watching it me and my dad and i absolutely fell in love with hockey um so i was a diehard abs fan from the first season um we got a little spoiled obviously uh winning the cup (laughs) the first year out and then you know kind of being a, a pretty dominant team for the first five or six years um yeah. but i actually uh the, the my love of hockey i actually played hockey all the way up till i was 17 i was nice. a goaltender and um when i got to be uh 17 18 uh the skill level of the other players got too high and right, my, right. my my arms became a little bit of a, a liability and i felt like i was letting my my buddies down and so right. I stepped, I stepped away from playing uh, in any type of leagues or anything like that. But yeah, I just absolutely love the game. And um, it's awesome, man. Yeah, that's awesome. You, um, you, you did get spoiled with guys like, you know, in the early years of the Avs with Sack, I think Sackick was still there. And uh, I think was it Wa Wa still had a few years, right. With the yep. avalanche and um Oh yeah, man. Uh, if, if I look back at expansion teams and in, in the last twenty years, I'd say you guys have had one of the most successful of them. Um, I think Ray Bork too, winning his first cup there, right? Um, yep, in one huge, huge moment. Um, yeah, buddy. Uh, I'm happy Nas is doing well. I liked his grit and his sandpaper, and I know he could cross that line sometimes, but I think. Not to get off too much, but to offer some commentary on on the uh, the boys up here, we miss that, right? We miss a guy who's not afraid to step over the line to to try to change the uh, momentum in a game. And uh, I'm just happy he's doing well, man. He's a local boy, right? He's from London, Ontario. He played for London for a long time, and that's uh, it's good to see, man. So I was pleasantly surprised when I saw some of the posts on your Facebook page for uh, hockey, man, because I thought, all right. Kindred spirit right away here. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> and not to not to stereotype myself. Not all Canadians are hockey nuts. It just so happens that I am. Um, <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah, go ahead. It comes with the territory. It, it um, kind of does, man. <laughs> my my entire di- uh, dad's side of the family are, are all from Newfoundland. So oh, there you uh, go. It, it uh, my dad played a little bit when he was younger and. Nice. And uh, so that's when hockey finally made it to Colorado, it was just kind of a, a natural fit. And that's cool. Always enjoyed it. Yeah. It's funny when you're from Canada, you always have a relative, a relative who played in the NHL. So my wife's mom's second cousin's Marty McSorley. So it's right. funny, right? Like you hear those stories. Like you'll hear that at diamond does. You can walk down my street and every person on my street who grew up here will, uh, will have that same kind of uh a line to throw at you so it's pretty cool man yeah um so let's get back to rc a little bit man um so i run a 22t the 5.0 the ac setup we have a high traction black carpet uh track is my home track phoenix uh, raceway Uh, i run a 22t 4.0 stadium truck just for giggles and i started getting into on-road touring cars and that's a whole other world man but I want to know what you run. Like, what what what's your bread and butter? Um, what's your favorite class? Oof. Um, the class I run the most and my favorite class are probably two different things. Okay. Uh, uh, favorite class probably uh, eight scale nitro. Um, nice. 
I wouldn't say that it's my best class, um, but I do enjoy it the most. And um, I do enjoy the fact that not everyone's going to be able to make their engine run and have it be reliable <laughs> and make the fin- you know, finish the whole main. Um, I enjoy that side of it. Yeah. Um, the electric stuff has become so easy that pretty much anybody can plug a battery in and, and, you know, go run a six minute race and, and not have any issues. And, and that's great for growing the hobby, but I, I, yeah. def- I definitely like the, the aspect from the eight scale side of um, the things you do leading up to the weekend and the things you do away from the track surface makes mm-hmm. such a, such a big deal. So I really enjoy the eight scale side of it. Um, I'd probably run mod two wheel drive the most, um, especially in the, in the winter time. That's pretty much, we will club race that. Um, we, we club race twice a week here in Colorado. Um, yeah. I, I only club race on Saturdays and then I always go, um, on to the track on Tuesdays is usually my day. So, uh, I kind of have my work schedule set up to where, um, I can bail early on Tuesdays and that's kind of my practice day. And then, uh, Saturday is kind of my club race day and, nice so mod two wheels definitely the the class that i run the most of for sure awesome yeah i like my two wheel drives on my track there's like a lot of guys are like oh, when are you gonna get into four wheel drive but i i'm being relatively new to the racing side of things um i've always been told you know you, you got a master two wheel if you can do that it'll really help your your racing and your your skill what, what are your thoughts on that two wheel versus jumping into four wheel right away um, I can't really speak so much for, for guys who start on the, the carpet. Yeah. Um, but I think definitely on dirt. I think two-wheel drive, um, even though it has a much larger, uh, steeper learning curve, if you can drive two-wheel drive, I think you can drive any of the other classes. Yeah. Um, we do have a pretty large turf track. And I do think that running on the turf and the carpet um, or, or four-wheel drive and having the extra grip can create some bad habits that are a little bit harder to overcome when you do move to the two-wheel drive on dirt right. um, where, where thr- throttle control is much bigger part of it and maintaining the grip is a much larger part of it. And yeah. so I definitely think two-wheel drive is the best way to pl- place to start. And I would assume it probably carries over f- for the uh, carpet as well. Um, yeah. I do yeah. know from talking with some other guys who've ran more carpet that on the super high bite, like the black carpet, um, yeah. four-wheel drive is almost harder, and a lot of times it's almost slower. Um, yeah, I think I think that's fair, man. Um, it's so high bite that, yeah, because you've got so much power coming from all four wheels. Um, I think, yeah, I've, I've, I've watched it. I've never raced four-wheel. Um, I find two-wheel, I'm a little more nimble, um, and I think the four-wheel guys struggle with too much power almost. Yep. Yeah. Like they have too much bite and too much power and it's just too much of everything. And the car just, I find I've heard guys and talked to them. I've heard them say, you know, the hardcore guys will never say it's, but it, you know, it's, it's anything but amazing. But um, the guys that are being honest will say, you know, it's just, I, I have a hard time figuring out, um, you know, my cornering cause I've got too much bite or, you know, I'll roll more and I'm just not, I can't manage the power on that carpet. Cause yeah, the the black we run on that black high bite man and it's uh it's a beast we run slicks on that carpet and we we sauce 
and you got to do it and you got to really, you know, really good tire maintenance. Otherwise you're, uh, you're not going to have a very clean run. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. So how, how did you hook up with Losi then? Right. A lot of brands out there. Um, did you just gravitate towards it from, you know, before, is that what you were always running or how did you, uh, how did you guys connect? Um, I was actually an AE guy. Um, okay. The first, oh, I want to say two or three years of racing, um, I ran associated stuff because of uh, Cody Newmandal, who I don't believe is still at associated anymore, but um, he raced here and then graduated and was actually an engineer for associated uh, and did the V5 and the V6 originally. Mm-hmm. Um, and so being friends with him, I gravitated towards the associated stuff. And long story short, um, I just wanted to be a part of something a little bit bigger than what my opportunities were going to be with Associated. They always treated me great, and I have nothing bad to say about them um, and or the cars or the equipment. But, um, you know, you start going to races and you start meeting people and you start uh, generating relationships. And for me, the the personal relationship – almost means more than than the other stuff and so i became Mm -hmm. pretty good friends with frank root and um i knew todd hodge from him coming out to uh, our big race the rumble in the rockies and i met uh, kevin at a big race and it kind of just all lined up where you know more so i think even uh, than anybody it was it was frank and todd really wanted me to come aboard and Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of got an offer right before I went to the worlds in China and, nice. um, ended up hanging out more with the, the TLR guys, uh, dinner and stuff with Frank and, and those guys and kind of made my decision on the way home that, uh, it was a, a big change and arguably at the time, just being completely honest, we probably TLR didn't have the most competitive stuff. Uh, the 4.0 two-wheel drive was on, you know, on its way out. The 5.0 was in process, and they they still had the belt car for four-wheel, mm-hmm. and that car was amazing for years on tread on on lower grip clay. Um, but with the transition happening to slicks and much higher bite surfaces, um, it was really just kind of showing its age. And so, um, you know, I kind of made my jump solely with the the uh with the people in mind and um yeah i haven't looked back and and now our two wheels awesome i think we arguably have the best four-wheel drive um and our stadium truck the 22t 4.0 is still pretty dominant i don't think anyone really ever beats dakota for the most part (laughs) and um you know it's so things can change very quickly Um, and so I think the company that has the best cars today might have maybe not the best cars tomorrow. Um, stuff changes very quickly. And and I think you got to go to the, the, the team and the atmosphere that best fits you and, and, and your personality and, and because cars are going to come and go, but the people within the team, you know, Mm. that's, that's really what it's about. So, um, that's kind of why I made the switch and, um, we're in hmm. year three, uh, almost year four now with TLR and it's been absolutely awesome. That's awesome, man. And extremely well said. Zeke. That's, um, 
uh, in my time in our NRC in the hobby, I find what you say about people to be uh, totally true. Um, I, and then micro level at my track last night, I had a I had my I had my first X ray on road <laughs> T four new world to me, and I had about five guys like a pit crew helping me out, get me on the track, you know, hook hooking me up with a spur gear, someone throwing a you know a charge lead at me just to. Help me get out there. So I couldn't agree more with the whole people side of it. You're right. Um, the technology is so close, right? Um, what you said yep. about the people and the, um, the you know, with TLR, like Frank Root's been on the podcast. And anytime I've reached out to him, he's been amazing at helping me, you know, oh, Jeff, check out, this is the gear diff you need. And he's he's like such a good ambassador. So I echo your sentiments. You know him probably a lot better than I do, but he's he's been a good guy to us on the podcast. And um yeah, good for you for for lining yourself up with a great brand. I always have time for Low C. I'll talk Low C all day long. So, uh, you know, we really appreciate you coming on the podcast. We uh, we do some brief segments here, but I, I hope Zeke that you'll uh, remember your friends to the north and you'll come back on another time. Yeah, as long as we get to talk about hockey, that's my only stipulation. I think we can. I think we can work that in. I gotta think okay. about it. Okay, hold on. I thought about it. Yeah, we're good. Okay. <laughs> awesome, buddy. All right. Well, uh, Zeke Val. Ballinger, right? Did I pronounce that right off the top? Yeah, you did. Awesome. Zeke Ballinger, uh, Team Losi, uh, regional team manager. Thanks for joining us, man. Uh, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon, buddy. Yeah, thank you. Hope you guys could hear that. Okay, that's the sound of breakfast here on O Canada RC, the podcast. And I'll explain what it was in a minute. I don't want anybody making assumptions, especially you, Pablo. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, buddy? Oh, you know, you know, I'm uh, sitting here staring down my 24 in the Pacific Northwest Seattle area. It's coffee. So I am staring down my 24-ounce peppermint soy mocha. Delicious. Oh, yeah. That's fancy sounding. Yeah, it is. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it goes hand-in-hand hand with my Hallmark movies. It's kind of getting me in season. Holy Full disclosure, cow, I've already watched a Hallmark movie, a uh, Christmas movie, uh, last oh, week. So, man. yeah, it was, wow. it was awesome. Was it called – I'm just going to take a guess on the title. Was it was – it, called tinsel love no 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 this one was like uh something about like uh something christmas match or something like that i don't know oh wow yeah it was good you know what man i gotta i gotta give you props because who you are you're true to what you like and you don't give a damn what anybody else thinks so thank you yeah i i love that man seriously like (laughs) christmas is a great thing to you know have have an addiction to man for the sure. holidays or the holiday season if you don't celebrate christmas well and that. for me it's the spirit of that time right yeah it, it, it signifies a lot to me as being a child mm-hmm. and like just being good to others all that kind of stuff but i mean and don't get me wrong i like it starts now for me so it's like <laughs> it's like halloween thanksgiving christmas it's like it's just one party after another and i, I kind of uh, like i kind of like that i feel like all three of those 
moment, those moments in time are all about kind of giving and being with people and absolutely uh, I, hunkering down in the colder weather. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I, I definitely do feel like it's about being with other people at that time. Like I think yeah. my birthday is right around Christmas. So it, it's kind of like, uh. it's kind of one of those things where I didn't have like that summertime birthday experience at all. So it's right. like, you know, that's, that's what signifies to me. So but yeah. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna get into so believe it or not, everybody, we, we're gonna talk a little bit about RC eventually. <laughs> but what the heck, man? Like that's just the way this is rolling lately. So I want to clarify first off, I am drinking natural natural flavored grapefruit sparkling water. Ugh. You're one of those which... sparkling water guys, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Yeah. I can't. Do I am. It. Be, I can't do it. I am because I I sweat my back off this morning, and it was the only cold. Uh, drink in the fridge i was uh i was this is you're gonna be like what you have you have the climate for that we i closed my pool we have an in-ground pool here oh, nice. at castle La, at castle lemoyne and uh yeah except that i'm too cheap to hire anybody to open and close it so i do it myself and put myself through the uh the process which i quite enjoy well i'm still envisioning um, it being kind of like an in-ground like hot water springs because you're still on the mountain <laughs> <laughs> like i slip in and there's uh there's billy bear he's in there yeah, like, toasting he's might, like hey jeff what exactly like it's gonna be covered by like an like, old hey, rickety billy? barn you know what i mean like that's 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 kind of what i'm thinking yeah and the water features like <laughs> the water features an old wooden uh like like a mill mill it's just been there for in my in my family for generations <laughs> You know what? Let's go with that because I, I that would be much cooler than what I have. Um, so how you doing, man? Yeah. You good? Um, RC's been yeah. uh, a little crazy. Uh, yeah, big big week uh, for you. I yeah, think. I mean it, it's it's an adjust. It's what's weird is that it's an adjustment. It's actually less RC because of school, but yeah, the time we do, it's got to be done right i guess and we're gonna have even bigger of a Mm -hmm. transition so we finished the slash uh for olivia we got her on her maiden voyage out on the track which was a lot of fun the weird thing is it's like of course you get one new one out there and all the other ones have like little gremlins right and you're just like (laughs) ah pulling your hair out but uh so that happened (laughs) The, the bad thing is is that the outdoor track closes on wednesday and oh I want to yeah, talk about that. So that, that. closes so, yeah, on continue. Wednesday. Something really cool that I just found <laughs> out too is that John Schultz from uh, you know uh, Element RC and I think I lost you, bro. All okay. right. <laughs> hey, I'm here, buddy. Okay, start Toronto. Do it again. Do a live. That's that's weird. <laughs> we never <laughs> we never lose each other, man. Uh, you know what? Pick it up from uh, okay. Pick it up so from the track, if you can. Tracks closing Wednesday. Yeah. Um, cool news is we've mm. got John Schultz coming out on Tuesday to do some no prep drag and yeah, so that'll be cool. I'm oh, gonna, wow. you know, I'm going to try to get out there. I'm not a, I'm not a fanboy kind of thing where it's like, I don't know a bunch of people. I do know like, as in like, I don't follow a bunch of names really, but I, I do know who he is and I do know he's yeah. done a lot to the RC world in general so I, I would like to go out and kind of at least introduce myself as being like hey you know nice to meet you 
Like, <laughs> like we might be bumping shoulders at some point one of yeah. these days. Like, I don't know. Um, but you know, it, and plus I am fascinated with this no prep drag thing. I've seen it like from a distance. Uh, I right. am interested in it. It's, it's kind of one of those hard ones for me. It's like, it's like saying I'm going to buy a boat, but I live in a desert kind of a thing. So it's, it's kind of, you know, mm. over the winter, it's going to be hard to find anywhere to, to go and play with something like that. Um, mm-hmm. Unless you look mm-hmm. really hard. Um, and then, you know, it's just one of those things in the summertime. I don't know. It seems like you have to have friends to go out yeah. and do that. And I don't, you know, it's not that I don't have friends, but I just, uh, it's, it's, well, it's, that's a whole yeah, you know, and it's hard to right? have that kind of commitment, right? <laughs> As I lay on the couch right. and tell you about my no friends. I... <laughs> Here, put your feet up, Pablo. So when you let's talk about your childhood. Um, no, I you know what there's a it's funny up here, so this might give you some hope. There's a pretty I'll call it it's a short season, but it's a pretty vibrant one just north of me, which um you're probably thinking, Jesus, how much further north can you get? Stand up there. But um, they, <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, there's a group of guys in a, in a place called Bolton, Ontario, which is maybe 20 minutes north of me, and they are hardcore into the drag. And um, yeah, weather and all that is a big factor. But our summers are pretty hot here and pretty, you know, pretty dry. So they get it in, and then. It's a good. It's a good point. I, I should reach out to them to see what they do in the winter to kind of stem the stem the flow, right? Because you, I would imagine, like you know, you you want to, especially when you're just starting into it, you want to, right? Yeah, you want to practice. Totally. <laughs> Put, right. Well, <laughs> so you know, you know so and, that's and the co- thing is, is yeah, it's, it's rad, but it's at the same time, it's like when I mean, like you have to have friends. It's like I think it'd be a lot of fun. To just, you know, go and let the car rip. But unless you have someone, like my neighbor would probably get into it. My stepdad would probably get into it. But the problem is, is like, how do we all get the same place at the same time to like do a couple pulls, right? Like, other than that, I'm going to be sitting there yeah. staring at my RC car doing 50 down a straight line. Like, whoop de And And you, that doesn't give you, um, so A, there's not as much, not nearly as much fun. Um, because as we, we all get together to do whatever it is we do with RC, because it's social, but how do you know how yeah. you're progressing or how right. your setup is or and, and I'm all pretty all competitive. Stuff, right? And so it's kind of like, if you ain't first, you're last. And this is kind of, you know, you know, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, yeah. I don't know. I could see that happening. I talk a lot like that, but like we want to start racing. Uh, it's on the ropes right now for finding a place to race over the winter. Uh, so we're like, mm-hmm. we'll see how that turns out for us too. And, and, you know, like, it's very humbling seeing these guys out there with their, you know, e-buggies oh. and whatnot, just like ripping around. And I'm <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not quite there. And I'm not yeah. really racing the right truck yet either and all that kind of stuff. So, you know what? So I saw your videos of that outdoor track, that turf track. First of all, it looks like an awesome, huge, like a really good sized track. Looks like an, like, I literally, so as you know, and I've said this before, I don't show my wife much on my Instagram accounts because I know she doesn't really care. But we were we were just chilling the other day, and I said, hey, look at this. And she looked at it uh-huh. with the usual blank stare, uh, wait, waiting for my explanation. I'm like, this is, this is where Pablo is. This is an awesome outdoor turf track. 
She blinked twice <laughs> and then just walked away. So, but it was, um, that's sure. more of a reaction than I usually get. So I was pretty, pretty excited, pretty excited. Um, but uh, no, the track looks amazing. Um, and, and I hear what you're saying about going out and going, oh, geez, like, right. what have I walked into here? Um, the good thing is, like, those guys that are ripping around and, and whipping it in the air and, you know, just hitting their lines every time. Like, and we talked a little bit about this is most of those guys are awesome and they will see and recognize and not really care that you're new to it. And they will just bombard you okay, with tips okay. and information. So let's the, go on that for a second. Yeah. So yeah, I yeah. got, so I don't like, like, I don't want to sound like I have no friends again, but I don't know much of the strange. So I don't know a bunch of the people there because we're not into the our, into the racing sure. racing yet. You know, we, they, I'm sure they've seen us. Mm-hmm. It's not like I would walk around with an RC Amigos flag on my back or Although that would be very cool. Um, Not yet. But so like, you know, I show up with three slashes, right? And and I'm like, yeah, you know, we just built this. And I had mine that had a new paint job on it. Olivia's is brand new. Oh, and yeah. then, thanks, man. It looks and sick, then my, by the way. Man. Uh, my it's son's, sick. you know, which is, it's, it looks good because he, he cleans his like every day. Um, so we're out there. And I'm like, I'm having these gremlins. And of course, I have the guys being like, telling me everything about yeah those brush motors won't last very long blah 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 you know and i'm like i know <laughs> i know, yeah. I know. I know. I know. back and off and they're like oh that's a lot of that's a lot of camber you got there on the slash and it's like i'm like all right bro uh, like you know it's like it's not like i know everything but it's like i know where i'm at on the day you know, you know and, and i'm trying to be yeah. polite and not yeah. like be like hey man <laughs> I got this. Like, (laughs) so it's, I hear that. And it's funny. And I, I lost. Yeah. I lost. Yeah. I was at Phoenix last week and, um, I had the X. All right. Oh, right before you said I had that experience. Come in Toronto. Come here. Oh, weird. So I had that experience. I was at Phoenix last week with the X-ray for the first time. And, um, literally I was just there to get it set up. And I didn't have a ton of time. It was a weeknight and I was like, okay, I got to, I got to bounce boys. Thanks for your help. I didn't even get it on the track. Sure. I ran my two wheel buggy just so I could say I did something. And, um, as I'm walking back to my station to clean up, one guy comes up to me and goes, Hey, you got a servo saver on that? And I'm like, uh, no, no, I don't have a servo saver yet. He's like, you gotta get a servo saver. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I know. I got to get it on the track first. Right. Sort of same experience as you. Like it was sitting in the pits. And, uh, and it was coming from a really good place. And I'm like, yeah, I hear you. Right. He goes, come here, come here. I'm like, right. dude, I got to, I kind of got to go. Right. Like I'm kind of running late already. He's like, no, no, just come here. He throws a servo saver at me. He goes, put that on. And uh, I go, well, I'm not just going to take your, he goes, no, you're not. Give it back to me when you get your own, but that'll, that'll get you started tonight. I'm like, but I got to go. He's like, just keep it. <laughs> so, so I sit down and I start. And, and, and I kind of start to tinker with it. I'm like, okay, he's giving it to me. Uh, I don't want to be, I don't want to seem like yeah. a dork and just be like, Oh, thanks. And dude, I got to run. But then I eventually <laughs> pack up and he comes over and goes, what are you doing? <laughs> like, like right. I honestly, dude, I said, if I don't go, I probably won't be allowed to ever come back. So, you sure. know, he's like, oh, okay. Okay. And he finally kind of came around to it, but it's funny what you're mentioning, right? It's kind of like guys are willing to help so much so that it's like, they don't stop to go, hey, man, 
how long have you been in RC? Or, uh, you know, what are you, uh, what you've done before? Have you, you know, for, for, you, for yeah. you to have a chance to say, well, I've done X, Y, and Z. Oh, I know what oh, a fresh oh, by motor the way, is, I'm and a I know it ain't going to get me far so. here, right? But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know if I mentioned, but my weekend gigs at NASA, right? Like, um, that's hilarious, though, man. Um, yeah, and so it's hard, right, because you're there, and you just want to, you're kind of there to soak it in, and um, it, it is a lot to to take in, man. I want to talk a little bit about that experience of the X-ray. So I was back on um, late Thursday night, um, and uh, a couple guys got me finally wow. going. Like I, I had a pit crew. I had three guys around me, and getting the servo set up, getting the and, and I know how to do it, but with the on-road touring cars, like the angle of the wow. servo arm and all that's got to be just right, apparently. Uh, you know, I did some soldering. I had to solder all my leads on. I had a guy throw a pinion at, he's like, that's the wrong, that's, you got the wrong two size on that pinion here. Put this on, boom, throws it at me. Literally, literally. And then, and then I had, my body was an older model, uh, kind of not a low profile body. And so it was rubbing on the carpet. <laughs> and I know you're sitting there right now going, Jesus, this sounds like way too much technical no, I get stuff, it, man. I get it. And How no, did you I, have I totally get fun? it. Cause that's it. You're just, right? you're just dialing in right? and fine tuning your little creation there, man. Like I totally get it. Mm-hmm. So I had one of the fastest guys on the track. Um, I, I think I've seen him run. He's, he's, his name's Clint Richmond. Um, <laughs> he goes, take yeah. my body. I'm like, dude, I've never driven this car. I'm not putting your body. A-. He's like, put the body in the car. Here's the clips. And he throws me these like the right. aluminum anodized. They're like the bright blue body clips. And as I'm putting them on, he, he whispers <laughs> close to me. He goes, if you lose a clip, it's five bucks each. <laughs> And then he looks Dude, at, I look at like, him. It's like the days of thunder. And, and, and this is going right? to be like some he was profanity, t- but he's like, bend this bitch and I'll bust, yeah. your, I'll bust your balls or whatever he says. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's totally, he was Rowdy Reigns right there. Dude. Rowdy Barnes. <laughs> oh my. Oh. And, and it was hilarious. But so he gets me on. I ran, and they actually had a club race. I ran one of the heats. Not very fast, but nice and slow. And he's standing off the far quarter of the track marshalling and he's going, Keep it in the center. Yep. Nice and smooth. Like, and I it felt, felt like, ghost. like, um, no, wrong movie. What's the coach's name in, in uh, Days of Thunder? Yeah, like, it just, no. Nobody was behind me at the clay wheel, man. Oh, that's right. Yeah, just keep your hands there. Um, it was, but it was hilarious, and it was awesome all at the same time. But um, if it makes, I guess the point of my rambling on this is if it makes you feel any better, it's, it takes, it just takes time. Right. And if you stick, you got, and I know you know this, right. You just, it's getting used to yeah. a new environment and, and it's just and, you know, getting the, a couple the runs more I show in, up right? to, and the more people you'll realize, feel like oh, this guy different a little bit with what he's doing, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> so, but <laughs> yeah, it's like, you're, it's like, you're, it's like you're walking up to people with, um, you know, with a, let me think. Yeah, I know. Like with a shock spring and going, I'm sorry, sir, but do you know where this goes? Like when I, when I play people at ping pong, I play, I start playing left-handed and then I start going right-handed afterwards and, and I'm right-handed and then I'm like, oh, look at this. I'm right-handed. And then I'm like, sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Same thing. We call that. If, if call you that have, I don't know if you have Apple TV here. yet, but yes. there's that uh, new show called <laughs> Todd Lasso, I think it is. It's about, uh, an American that goes over and coaches a premier soccer team or football team over there. Dude, 
Oh Dude, yeah. I yeah, yeah, yeah. love that show. There is so <laughs> Ted Lasso is what it's called. There is so <laughs> like as a coach okay. and I know you identify with that too. It's like it is so yeah. good and it, there's so much good yeah. humor. I mean it's not family friendly really, but it is so funny and there's so much of that kind yeah. of like he he actually That's used awesome. that thing. He was, you know, betting someone he's like, "Oh, Oh, look at that. I forgot I was left-handed. Like, you know, and I'm like, oh, I love it. But oh, that's if you get a hilarious. chance to see that, Apple TV, yeah. it's delicious. So. I'll check it out, man. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, no pun intended. Um, yeah, you know what's funny with this, and, and we'll, we'll bounce off uh-huh. of the RC for a sec. With all this being at home, we have Amazon Prime. So we get Amazon or whatever it is, TV. We get Netflix. We get Disney. And the only one that I don't have yet is I, Apple. I'm an Apple you. junkie, so yeah, I mean, because... I, I am the first to admit it. I yeah. am terrible when it comes to Apple products. Like I am, I, but I've I've been an Apple. My mom was yeah. a designer, so I've been on Apple since I was a wee lad, as you would say. But now I've been, yeah, man. I've been, I, you know, it's definitely, <laughs> the thing is, if you go, it's like, say, because I know you're not on an iPhone, right? Oh, you are? Oh, well, if you yeah, go yeah. and upgrade your iPhone, I, eight, yeah. I don't know if they're doing it right now, but they did it last year where you get a year free of Apple TV. Yeah. So it's like, oh, I'm all about that. Oh, so. okay. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's all good, man. So, hey, how did the build go with, uh. OMG, like it looked like Dude. she was into it hard, man. Like, yeah, she and, crushed and it, was, it, and it was quick. Like, she, I, it was, <laughs> you know, what was really cool about okay, so we started it. When did we start? I think we started it Saturday night late, and we got a little bit into it, and then she got a taste mm-hmm. for it. And she was like, Yeah, I like this. And then we took a, we, you know, went to bed, that kind of thing. And then Sunday, it was kind of like football, it was on, all that kind of stuff. So we sat there and built it. And there, it was funny because there was a bunch of times where she's like, I think I want to take a break. And I'm like, all right, anytime you want to take a break, that's fine. Right. And she's like, but I want to get to this page. And I'm like, all right, well, let's get to this page. And then all of a sudden the page benchmarks are moving further <laughs> and further out. But, you know, it was, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, I want to like grab Traxxas by the cheeks on both sides and squish their face and be like, do you even know? Like, dude, like their their manual was awesome, and the, you know, to that that is a great yeah. credit. Or, I mean, obviously, I'm not sponsored by Traxxas or anything like that, but yeah, I don't see that happening not at all. Yet. <laughs> that that <laughs> is, uh, I'm a very insignificant. Uh, you know, my whole YouTube career of having yeah. under twenty views per video which is ridiculous that drives me crazy but anyhow but i digress yeah so she uh yeah man i mean so the 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 manual is like a technical lego manual it was really good and so she was able to take yeah look at everything understand how to do it i mean i had to help her the big things i had to help her on were like you know, when you're putting a new uh, screw into plastic, like sometimes it's a little hard to get it started. Yes. Um, so I had to help her a few times yes, on that. Yes, yes. But aside from that, 
I'm pretty sure she built like 95% of it though. I, awesome. I did help her a little bit on like, right. Like rounding third. I helped her only because bedtime was fast, like quickly approaching. And, and she was like lying and it was like <laughs> putting on sure. the radio and the ESC. Like, I mean, this is like nothing technical at all. So I'm like, hand me yeah. this, hand me, find me these screws, blah, blah, blah. And so I'm like buzzing it down. And then she got to button everything else up. So, well, yeah, man. Yeah. Dude, that's sick. And like, she was that the best part for that, of that story for me was just how she's the benchmark. Oh, dude. Just kept changing. Okay. No, let's go a couple more, daddy. Okay. That was, and that's how it is when you build, right? Like I, I've been there and you, you, you get, you know, first I start off with the transmission, you get it put together. Like, Oh, I wasn't, that wasn't as long as I thought it right. would be. Okay, let's do let's do some right, of the suspension. Right. Yeah, that's and then three in the you morning, you just can't stop. Right? Like, hey, I gotta work tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. Your wife comes down and goes, "What are you doing?" <laughs> I know. I'm just building. But it was RC, it was yeah. a lot of fun, and it's she all... really enjoyed driving it for the first time on the track. Mm. That was a lot of fun. And then the funny thing is, I'm sure you're going to ask me about nice. that. Is how my wife broke the steering. Uh, so. <laughs> So there's a big oh, double yeah. jump on the backside. So we, you saw the dirt track. Uh, the video of me sending my monster truck was on. I mean, you saw the turf track. The video of me sending my monster truck was on yes. the big dirt track. And so we, okay. So okay, tape up for a second here. So here's here's one thing. Here's my one <laughs> thing, and. This has nothing to do. How do I say this with being diplomatic? Um, the thing I've always noticed about RC tracks in general, and there's no way of getting around it. There's no way of like governing this except for maybe having a specific time is that it's really hard for kids mm -hmm. to walk on practice. Right. Because so like we got yeah. there and we got there knowing yeah. that it was going to be busy because it was like, the last sunny day before we'd just been like pounded with rain all the rest of the week. And so maybe that's why we didn't do a whole lot of RC either. It's, mm -hmm. it's been crazy, but, um, and there was a bunch of guys getting together. Those, those guys that I videoed, right. They were getting together to do some like little practice racing and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So we, my wife was kind of looking at me like, you should get off. They're standing here waiting for you to get off. Like, you know what I mean? And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, well, they can wait a little longer. You know what I mean? Like, I'll fight, fight them to the death. But, yeah, sure, you know what I mean? sure. But, but, but no. And so, the, you know, that's exactly, the thing. So it's man. like there was that little bit of uncomfortability, you know, like let's let's get off and go over to the dirt track. So we ended up going and playing on the dirt track for a little bit, which is fun. My kids are better on the dirt by far than they are on, on the turf. Um so right. we go over there and then yep. I don't remember what happened, but all of a sudden my wife had Olivia's controller in her hand and she's like driving it around a little bit. And then she goes full send <laughs> off the double and bounces off track. And the way their track is, is that it's dirt, but there's no like garter to the, to the, like, there's a little path, right. like a driveway path on the side for big cars. So she goes off, flips off track and mm -hmm. corrects it. And she goes across the little drive somehow. And I'm like, where are you going? And then all of a sudden I see her just like flying through the, through <laughs> the grass there. And I'm like, what are you doing? 
And she goes, well, I'm trying to drink, bring it back. And she's like holding up the controller, showing me with the trigger fully pulled. I'm like, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And, and then as soon as I say, whoa, 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 and I turn my head straight into the tire of a guy working on his yeah. RC car, <laughs> like his, his truck, like his full one-to-one truck. Right? And I'm like, I kind of look, she's like, oh, yeah, sorry. yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, if it's not turning, maybe he's off the gas a little bit. <laughs> And with that, <laughs> it's time for our change in direction. <laughs> Let me get this in. Brought to you by Reefs RC. No matter the line you're on, turn, turn exactly. your next crawl, bash, <laughs> race, or flight into a memorable one with quality engineer Reefs Servo. Visit ReefsRC.com today, Pablo, to replace that servo. So that was an awesome segue. Um, I've been there where I've lost. Fun- no, the, the servo function, broke. Or was like, just so, kind of so the servo out of broke, control. and I think uh, it right. didn't come yeah. unlinked. I think it just yeah. busted a gear or whatever. It started. It started searching. So I Weird. think she okay. just tried turning, and it didn't turn. No, yeah. poor thing. I guess not her fault. Then <laughs> stuff happens, right? I can I can it, see the horror. You know, the thing is, it's funny because playing out, right? I sometimes I feel that way, and sometimes I don't because it's like, you know what? At least they're trying, and and you know, and it's not. Yeah, I've, you know, if if I put a cheap servo in it, it's like it's not the end of the world. You know what I mean? Like it's like whatever. Like it, you know, and it, and yeah. it gives me the excuse to to work yeah. on it a little bit more. So we're actually going to be working on it today. Um, later this afternoon so nice well to your point about and you started off talking about trying to get the kids on the track i really keyed in on that because i've had my daughter with me at phoenix my son has yet to want to go but that's he's another beast for another day she she it's hard because you know you described how I guess not overwhelming it can be when you, when you go and you see some guys who obviously have been racing for years, just ripping around. And like, I know when my daughter came, it was like, she kind of shied away from it. She's like, I I don't want to try because you know, there there's, there's that speed of the guys that are on the track and it's not the most, I'm going to say kid friendly environment. Sometimes I, I don't know how we get around that in the hobby. And maybe it's, picking a time when you know it's kind of a little quieter but that's hard because the track's open guys come and go whenever right so i know for me like even just setting up (laughs) and and, you know you have a track in your backyard but (laughs) setting up a little course right like i'll put cones out and just go with the buggy on the road and just practice the turns and you know she'll come out and i'll let her give it a go and whatnot it's a safe place but um you you want to get them on the track too because jumps are such a you know with off-road it's such a big element of knowing how to approach a jump and you know how to tap the brake in the air if you need to and those types of things and yeah i mean i think you're you're you got a good space a safe space in the backyard like you said your kids are better on the dirt track right they've, right they've had a lot of reps on on a yeah, dirt track you know right? and so, I, there'll be times you know, I know. And, yeah. and, they, and I, the cool thing that what diehard does is that when they do do the race they have a thing called RC University that you sit through for the beginners and they teach you about etiquette and all that kind of stuff and how to do it and what to marshal, how to marshal, all that kind of stuff. So they teach you all that before you can even get on the race. Track. Yeah. And then 
that's the other awesome. thing that's cool about that is that <clears throat> they have the uh, what's it called the um, the novice division where that's where you go out and you watch mm-hmm. and you see the slashes out there and you see the you see the kids like creeping along at three yeah. miles an hour, but just making it around the track. And then, you know, and there are some faster people out there, but then you see the ones where you're like, whoa, like we were talking about, whoa, whoa, let, let off the throttle. Who's got that throttle down? Like, you know, or you see the ones going straight into the wall, like full pin. And so, you know, it's like, but that's the place for it. You know what I mean? And, and I, yeah, I, you know, exactly. I could see maybe, I don't know. But I, I could definitely see how, like, if I'm getting serious about that, yeah, I want time without these kids in the way. You know what I mean? Like, but, but at the same time, maybe I look at it differently because I have yeah, kids yeah. and this is kind of like a fun outlet for me. I'm not I'm not mm-hmm. racing for high end uh, uh, exactly. sponsorships. You know, I'm not I'm not changing hats. You're not a team driver. The people yeah. Yeah. That, so. I mean, <laughs> maybe we'll get there, but you know, for, for me, yeah. it's funny too. Cause like growing our channels and hey, stuff, man. I feel like that's not what we are about anyway. We're about the lifestyle and having fun. So no. it's funny. Cause like talking to different people about, you know, possibly yeah. doing some kind of partnership or sponsorships with, and it's like, yeah, we're not, you know, we're going to go out there and play around and race a little bit, but we're more of like, this is why the hobby is fun. You know, like this is why we enjoy doing it. That's and, right. You know, yep. all that kind of stuff. But we're also not like the crazy bashers mm. that just go out and try to do as many flips as possible. So, yeah, send it and yeah, much love to our basher friends. But I hear you. Like even as much as I'm into the racing aspect right now, I'm not delusional. I'm not right. going out there to be the top. You know, TQ. <laughs> I'm going out to stay on the track, have a clean run and have some fun in some battles with some friends on the track. Right. Like it's to your point, that's the fun of this whole thing for me. It's like, I'm not, (laughs) this is not the only thing we got going on. Right. Like, uh, and that's not a, that's not a slight at the guys that are hardcore into it. That's their thing. And that's cool. Um, but you and I, I've got, you know, the reason why we were chatting offline today, I've got a, bounce soon because i've got yeah hockey evaluations today right i come on on the ice for a few hours with my daughter this afternoon wow you guys are hardcore hockey going on right so oh well well it's like football i guess it's like you think like sunday football right like for i know it's a big thing right just to watch Uh, football uh, i'm not a football guy but don't generally go yeah it's like our like the big you know the the sport the (laughs) professional sports but like, yeah, we generally, yeah, it's crazy. Cause I say we're on the field six days a week, seven days a week. The only time we're on the field seven days a week is when we're playing a championship game, like in a tournament. Um, but that's, that's what Sundays are for, for yeah. baseball for the most part. Um, but yeah, for sure. And dude, I oh, yeah. gotta tell you, I am envious of you guys being able to have sports right now. I am so Dude, I am so missing it, especially after oh. watching that show that I was talking about. It's like it was almost yeah. making me wispy a little bit because I was like, I really, I, you know, and and I know you coach. And when I coached, I just I had another mm-hmm. coach that was kind of like my mentor, but he was also my assistant coach. And I was like, dude, like, yeah, we had such a good 
I mean, we have such a good relationship, but I mean, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, I miss that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm, and, and when I got to a certain point in coaching, mm-hmm. it was one of those things where it's like, I would, and I know, yeah. I, I feel like racing is going to get here too. If, if the kids stick in it, where you're just, you're almost a spectator at a point where, and, and you enjoy it so much that you're like, yeah, I remember being in the dugout, just being like, I feel like I'm playing the, like a real life video game. Like it's so much fun. You know, <laughs> like I love it. Yeah. Oh, I love it. That's a, that's an awesome analogy. <laughs> it's, and so it's funny, like I, I too, and I hope things don't fall apart up here. We've, um, we've had a ton of cases come back now and it's stuff is so old. I know you know this and we, we got into this before stuff is he's all over the map up here. It feels like there's a lot of darts sure. being thrown in the dark and I'll just leave it at that. And, uh, and it's, it's not a, a slight on health officials and stuff. It's something that no one knows how to deal with it. So everybody's doing the best they can. Okay, but so just, I got a still question. Feels like I don't a bit mean of a to derail you. Most days. Um, okay. It seems like it would yeah, drive yeah. me crazy to watch media up there are everybody apologizing to everybody like, <laughs> like, like, down, like down here there's no apology in politics no so i'm just wondering yeah. if like everyone's like oh, oh i'm sorry buddy. i'm sorry we got, we got this one on i'm sorry <laughs> uh, i'll be honest i'll be I'll be honest. Yeah, I think politics is politics no matter where you are. I've never seen a politician up here apologize for anything. So, unfortunately, that part of our great culture up here does not transcend into the political sphere. Because um, that, that would be for the, both um, incredible television and nauseating television at the same time. Like, Shoot the shit! Like, can you just grow a sack? Come on! and that's a great segue we're talking about coaching is um great show on netflix and i'm going to end on this and then i'm going to let you have your final thoughts here today but uh there's a great show that my wife stumbled over last night that we watched uh together as we were falling asleep and i think it's called the playbook or coach's playbook and you would love it uh we watched the first episode with doc rivers who is the coach of the Clippers still, I think. And uh, he's a fascinating, and it's all it is, is a perspective from him in this one episode. And we watched also the one where there was a head coach of the women's uh, U S women's soccer team. And I forget her name equally riveting, but with the doc rivers one, it talked about all the, the, the the crap that went on with LA and their owner and that leak tape and the racist remarks he was making. But he talks about being a coach and about how to, and it's kind of what you said, where you're, you get to a point where you're kind of like an observer. Like he became coaches at that level are like, you have to be a people person more than anything. It's, it is nothing to do with, Hey, you know, you're releasing oh, yeah. jump shot. No, these are grown a little, ass men. A little like, early. Yeah, for or, sure. <laughs> you know, it's, these are grown ass men and you're managing, you're managing people. And you're trying to like, he talked about his time in, with the Celtics when they had, Kevin Garnett, um, Ray Allen, and um, I, I wish yeah, I could help you, but I'm not a basketball. Their point guard, like. who's like stellar. <laughs> yeah, they and uh, but they and and the, they had basically three leaders on the team. These three guys, and and they're all hard, strong personalities. And he, 
you got to check it out. If you like sports, I just all, put it on my Netflix. Check list. it out, and yeah, I know you. Put it, I just, so I think it's called it the Playbook. There, so. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, man, that's what I got today, wow. brother. I got to go sharpen my skates and tape my stick. That's pretty rad, though. I mean, how do you like that for I, Canadian? I, I feel you on that. Like that's I, when I coached <laughs> before I had my uh, before I had kids. I would literally come home really fast or do it at work. Yeah, and I would like polish my cleats like get them all shiny because we put we played under the light so i would be like get, i mean i'd be the manager I, nice. I, I i tried to be the manager of swag out there and i'd i'd roll out with my clean cleats everything matching you know flat brim hat like what's up guys like <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome well you know what it's that's a part of the sport that I sports oh, yeah. I love too is is the fashion. I'm not gonna lie. Like um, up here, there's a brand called. Um, um, <laughs> why am I? I think I'm like Uh-oh. aging on this podcast. I can't remember. Don't, don't get into politics. Right oh wait. Oh. oh what's, <laughs> what's the podcast? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not uh, leaning into sorry, our. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Current political so situation, but I'm just saying, there's a little nod to it. <laughs> oh yeah, man. <laughs> I forget the name of the brand, man, but I'm going to, I will. Oh, it's called Gong Show. Gong Show. And uh, it's a hockey lifestyle brand. And when you talk about like the flat brim caps for baseball, and I'm sure there's all sorts of really cool oh. innuendos of baseball that I don't know. Same thing in hockey. Like we've got these, these hats that example, one of them <laughs> says, all it says on the front is silky mitts. Nice. And what that means. Do they like, sell, do they sell hands. you black tape to put so on like, your two front you know, teeth too? Oh, they sell all that way. It looks like you're missing teeth, like the typical. They sell, and this is (laughs) this this awesome. This look at this free advertising for them. They sell a game that you can play in the summer with inflatable goalie little mini goalie nets that float, and proper and these pucks that float, and you have to sauce the puck into the net. I love it. Well, the net floating in the pool or at the beach. I just can't skate. Like it's crazy, and it's funny because I have we have a lot of friends here that play <laughs> ice hockey, and yeah. they've always tried to get me to be goalie. Yeah, yeah, right. Because they're like, because well, because I'm a catcher, so like for me, for me, I'm like it's like just get in front of me. That's right. Full as that, but I'm like I can't stand up. Like yeah, <laughs> this... I wish I could. <laughs> yeah. Two. Two yeah. words: street hockey. Street hockey. Yeah. Oh, we do, we do. Yeah, because my neighbors uh, are my neighbors yeah, coach hockey, be fun. and so that's we awesome. go across to the park and let them uh, fling some stuff. Nice, around, nice. So. Sick, brother. I gotta. I hate to I cut know. it short. I know we're used to our 70, 80 minute marathons, and I promise. Let's try to get, we'll get one on during the week. I could, so again, go and go and go. Be our morning coffee. That's a good idea, man. Let's do that for sure. We'll hook that up. I like it. We do. With we some do Kahlua in it from my home office. Nothing. I mean, nothing. Oh, whatever. Whatever's in the cupboard, buddy. Wow, how times have shaped us. Totally different people from when it's we like first I'm walking started around my underwear now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how else to end the podcast better than that, buddy. I hope. Uh, I hope. All I right, hope don't go uh, there. I'm gonna make a comment about underwear. I'm not. <laughs> All right, good luck easy. on ice today. Man. <laughs> I'll All talk right, to you soon, bro. Care.